everybody. Welcome back to As It Goes. We're all just figuring it out as it goes, and conversations help us along the way. So, hopefully, today's conversation and topic will be as helpful to you <laughs> as it is to me. Middle of the week podcast. You know, normally we drop new episodes every Monday, but in the theme of today's episode, getting out of the funk, we're in the middle of the week, you know, wasn't planning on sharing a podcast this week because I've kind of been in a funk. Um, And yeah, we're gonna just talk about you know, what's been going on for me and some things I've learned about how I get in and out of funks and how I use my awareness and my practices for my well-being to help me in these times. Um, And it's my hope that this can serve as an anecdote for you, for everybody listening, that if you're currently in a funk, or if you tend to get in funks, as I think we all do, right? Life is waves, and we're kind of just surfing them, and sometimes we're up, and sometimes we're down. Um, And we can figure out when we're down, when we're in a funk, what's contributing to us being there, and what can we do to move back on an upward trajectory. So let's get right into it, shall we? I've been slowly getting in a funk the past couple of weeks, and like I said, I wanted to share the observations I've had as to, you know, factors that are contributing to my funk and what I'm doing to get out of it and like my process of recognizing and using my awareness uh in in this this defunking <laughs> when i'm in a funk first of all i've learned or i interpret it as my body's way of communicating to me through these feelings through this state of offness Uh, that something's off. And I've got to determine what it is, what's contributing to it, and adjust accordingly. Otherwise, you know, honestly, I don't know how to continue to move on my path forward if I don't. Because in the past, when I've gotten in funks, I've had so much stimulation, so many distractions around me that I could use them to temporarily alleviate or distract myself from the discomfort. But obviously, it didn't do anything but keep me in that place, keep me in that state of being, even if I was temporarily getting out of it. I'll give you some examples, right? Because I think about how. You know, in middle school, high school, I had social media to distract myself. I had 
friends or uh, schoolwork and then dating life and then in high school, college, and it's there's drinking and there's drugs and smoking and there's, you know, all these different ways that we can distract ourselves, which are part of conventional, normal, uh, acceptable activity, but can actually, you know, like I said, keep us stuck, keep me stuck in that funk. So in contrast, right, I'll talk about in a second how especially with COVID, it's been different. And I'll, we'll get into that. So what's my funk? <laughs> what I think triggered this funk initially was something that happened that set my nervous system to shut down. In polyvagal theory, you know, going from ventral to sympathetic, to dorsal. And I'll explain this right now for anyone that doesn't know polyvagal theory. My therapist uses polyvagal theory to explain a lot of stuff to me, and it's taken me some time to acclimate to it and uh, have a understanding of it. But essentially, when we're in ventral, vagal, you know, our, our nervous system, our parasympathetic nervous system is... We're in a state of connection. We can engage. We can, you know, again, this graphic will be linked below from beyondparentalalienation.com. But basically, when you're in ventral, you have a decreased de defensive response. You can, you know, you're resting, you're recuperating, you're open, you're compassionate, you're mindful, you're grounded, you're present, la la la. You're safe you're oriented, you're, you're in a state of connection. When my therapist first explained this to me, she used the ladder, right? So at the top of the ladder is ventral. Then you move down the ladder into sympathetic, which is moving towards anger, heightened heart rate and adrenaline, uh, irritation, frustration. And this can be flight or fight. So, right, those being parts of fight, flight being, you know, panic, fear, anxiety, worry. And then when you finally move down to the bottom of the ladder, this is dorsal, where you freeze. Your, your body just, it shuts down. You've reached a point of overwhelm and you're just, you're checked out. You're numb, you're disassociated, you're shut down you feel trapped, you feel helpless, uh, depressed, hopeless. So that was what happened to me. I moved through, normally I, I have figured out essentially what I need to do to keep myself in a ventral vagal state. And that is what my daily practices help me do. And so but again, it, the next step down the ladder is sympathetic. So I had an experience that took me right down to sympathetic. And then the experience escalated to the point where I reached dorsal, which is, again, like I said, not something that happens to me on the daily. 
uh, or often anymore. I think when I was in high, you know, middle school, high school, college, I think that was definitely easier for me to go up and down that ladder or, you know, between dorsal and uh, sympathetic because there were so many factors in my life that were attributing to that, which again, we will get to this. But yeah, so the day after I had this shutdown, I isolated, I relaxed, you know, I went back and forth about, even though it was a weekend, I had work to do, but I allowed myself, you know, the day to just be in bed, watch a good show, and really just, you know, take it easy. And then, you know, because of that, by the end of the day, I felt rested enough to be like, all right, what are we going to do tomorrow to kind of just help lift myself up as much as I can. You know, we're going to meditate in the morning. We're going to do our affirmations. We're going to get back into our routine. And obviously it's while I was trying to navigate this instance, more stuff started to accumulate on my plate. You know, with Reself, we're busy working on everything for our first pre-launch preview. I've been doing stuff in therapy separate that stirred up a lot. I'm also currently dog-sitting right now for a neighbor. And on top of that, I recently started to be a little more social and have some fun, you know, talk to some guys and stuff. Just things that one-off experiences I can handle, right? If it's just doing work or just doing the therapy that's difficult or just doing, you know, the dog sitting and having to adjust my work schedule or just, you know, being more social, that's fine. But it became an overload of stimulation and disruption for my system. And that is what has attributed, I think, to keeping me down in a sense. Because there's certain funks, right? To me, there's like levels of funks, which is completely disassociated, shut down, staying in that state, right? I didn't stay in that dorsal, you know, for using polyvagal theory, I didn't stay in that frozen, disassociated state long. But I've really been in a sympathetic state where it's so easy for me to move between fight and flight and just increased sensitivity to things that that are impacting me and my my nervous system and all the information that my body is taking in and also trying to process and do. There's all that, right? That's, I would say, like the situation. I also just want to say that in no way am I complaining about any of this. I'm just explaining my experience and what's up. I take full ownership and responsibility for what I can control and I accept what I can't. And that's my breakdown of the situation, right? I've already used my awareness and my reflection and everything to think about what is going on here that's contributing uh, in some form. My routine has dissipated 
in the mornings, I'm not doing my meditation, nor have I been saying my affirmations, which is something I do every day immediately right when I wake up because that really helps me get into that ventral state. However, the one thing that has really helped me that I wanted to highlight is the one part of my routine that I haven't lost is my movement every morning. My, whether it's a run, doing exercises, yoga, swimming, whatever it is, I haven't lost that. And I think that that is certainly deserves uh, to be highlighted because I think it's something that has perhaps kept me at least being able to like stay on the surface of my funk rather than being, um, you know, emerged in the waters of the funk and feeling myself sinking. But that doesn't mean that I haven't had those moments where I feel like I'm sinking and I'm overwhelmed. And in the evening, I'll come home and I'll text people, I'll catch up with people, I'll just watch a show versus reading and writing and unplugging from technology and plugging into myself. So this kind of brings us to, you know, one of the greatest silver linings for me from COVID was truly slowing down enough and eliminating all distractions to the point where I could feel and hear my internal voice guiding me, communicating with me, like what's working, what's not, because I there was so much stillness in my life. The only thing I was focusing on after I graduated college was reself and building reself. I didn't have much of a social life because all of my friends were spread out in different locations. I didn't have any sort of like romantic life and I had a singular focus. And in addition to that, you know, singular focus of reself, I had all the time and stillness and distractionlessness to do practices for my well-being and truly put me in a great state and reflect on the past and patterns of behavior and beliefs and la la la. Lots of great healing and growth and stillness and inwardness. So now, when funks have happened, in obviously before COVID, I think I was establishing this, but certainly because of COVID and during COVID, when any sort of funk happens, I can quickly identify them and look at what has been added to my plate, what distractions, complications, disruption, etc., is going on here that is abnormal, as in not my baseline of stillness, my morning routine, my evening routine, and all of the things that contribute to my well-being, what's going on here? And work backwards from there to recenter and rebalance and find peace. And sometimes, right, 
new things come onto our plate and we have to find a new center, a new balance, a new peace with what has entered our life. But at the same time, and this is something (laughs) I've been, you know, like having conversations with myself about is there's certain things I don't need to put on my plate right now. And it doesn't make sense. Uh, And I have complete control over that 100%. So that's, I think, also the bigger, uh, another element of this is like the objectivity, the reflection, and the accountability aspect. In the sense of knowing Am I just doing this to distract myself? Am I just doing this because I'm bored? Am I just doing this because I whatever? Or is this negatively impacting my well-being? Is this decreasing my well-being? Is this contributing to my evolution? Or is this antagonizing my character and actually maybe making me stay stuck in a place I don't want to be because I'm trying to go somewhere and do something and become and evolve. So the stillness from COVID, again, so many things were eliminated from the baseline of my, my life and my day to day and, you know, uh, so on and so forth. That includes drinking and smoking and, you know, what going out and romantic relationships, so to speak. All of that was so beneficial for me to have eliminated these sources of stimulation and distraction by choice and circumstance because I got acquainted with, for the first time, that baseline and stillness and inner voice and my myself truly and if you listen to the podcast you know like i've i've talked about this i'm sure i love being alone <laughs> so it's not like that wasn't something but obviously like i <laughs> said there were so many sources of stimulation in my life even though i was living alone social life la 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 everything we just talked about and with covid that was all gone and it was just me and myself and my dog and you know whatever but that was truly truly i think essential equilibrium and equanimity being in those states they are always in flux they're not stagnant As Lillian said in our episode together of As It Goes on somatics, when you balance on one leg, all of the muscles are working, moving, flexing to keep you balanced. Balance is an active and always changing state. It requires different things at different times, right? I'm learning that because obviously, eventually, my life will not just be working on reself, right? I will add dimensions and things back into my life slowly and 
for me, I think it's important that I do that slowly because I think if I do it very quickly and I o- I'll overwhelm myself, there will be too much stimulation, too much distraction. And again, funk, that's like funk zone 101 for me. And it's not easy, right? Two things. One, obviously, I want to hang out with my friends. <laughs> obviously, I want to have a social life, you know? But I also have to be realistic with myself. And maybe it's like, you know, being my, you know, inner mom to myself. I know where I'm at. I know what I need. And if I know all that and I'm not honoring that through my actions, then I'm going to have a felt disconnect within myself. And it's tempting. It's so tempting because in a sense, it's, I'll speak from my experience. It can be really easy to fall into patterns of spending excess time with people and, you know, going to extremes in that sense because it's fun. And there's nothing wrong or bad about having fun, about being social, about, you know, dating and whatever. But for me, again, like I know what I want in this season of my life and I'm open to whatever the universe throws my way and puts in my path. But at the same time, I know I play an equal active role in that creation of that path. And I know if I'm bringing certain things in or I'm obviously actively participating in certain things that are contrary to or antagonizing what I want in this season of my life and what this season of my life is, then right there, that's to me what I need to focus on addressing and changing and shifting. Because with my values and my focus on reself and my balance and my well-being and really finding my, my, my center, my stillness, my baseline and getting familiar with it and, you know, myself, I don't know if I have the capacity or energy to give to those other dimensions and elements of my life in the way that any of them deserve it. Of course, I dip my toe in it. I, whatever, I, you know, everything in moderation, right? But I certainly can't go back and won't go back and don't want to go back to the way I used to engage in those dimensions of my life prior to graduating college and COVID. So I think that's the really hard thing with with some of this stuff, right? Funks are weird, man. You know, I get it 100%. And this is like a weird funk that I'm in right now because obviously all of these things have my active participation in it, right? So... It's up to me to discern and eliminate what I know doesn't align with me right now. Uh, And that can be really hard, you know? But it doesn't mean it's not beneficial. And I think that's the other thing that I've learned. 
it can be really fun to, you know, for example, it can be really fun to go out and socialize and see your friends all the time and, uh, flirt with people and all that, you know, fun stuff. But does it truly align with where I want to be at or where I want to go or what I want to put my energy in? You know, that's the first thing. And then it's, as soon, I've realized this, you know, especially with figuring out how to pull myself out of funks. As soon as you bite the bullet and do the hard thing, which is like, okay, Lydia, like, let's, you know, let's, uh, let's stop this. Let's try to eliminate this. You know, let's cut this out. As soon as that's done and as soon as I return back to my practices, my hobbies, my what I do to give myself joy and fulfillment and all those good things, it's fine after. And it's better than fine. I'm more centered. I'm more connected with myself. I'm on my path going forth, prospering, you know? So that's also my my two cents on on an example like that where it's like it can it can be a double-edged sword sure you're having fun but what is it also really doing to you on the inside what is it antagonizing what is it a detriment to so here's the thing part of me because for me the social thing is really not anything you know uh that's really not anything so that's something that I just have to chill with on my end. That's all me. I did that and I can stop that. No problem. And like I can have compassion for myself in the sense that, and I think that's really important too. So I think that's a great example of having compassion for yourself. Like I said, you know, my friends are all spread out. Obviously, when I get the chance, like I want to see my friends. I want to be with my friends. I want to visit my friends. COVID is also receding and vaccines and everything. So puts that dimension back on the table and it's really easy to like dive right into it but at the end so I can have compassion for myself in that sense but I also have to you know be disciplined where I need to be disciplined and there's nothing wrong with that the whole routine dissipating because of you know adding this dog sitting onto my onto my schedule and part of me was like it was you know just thinking suck it up deal with it you know get back to the routine when dog sitting is over continue you know not meditating not saying your affirmations not using your evenings to wind down but you know watching shows texting people la 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 doing what's not my 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 normal routine and the other part of me, which I'm going to listen to, says, adjust, be flexible, and start today. And that's what I really want to highlight because I was going with the first part for the past few days. And it's, to me, Completely blunt, and this is right against myself. 
I'm calling myself out. Like, it's, it's an excuse, you know? I'm just perpetuating actions that I know are, is antagonizing where I want to be and what I want to focus on and at the same time detracting from my well-being. And so I have to call myself on that in a compassionate and objective way and just be like, look, like, this is what we're going for and this is not getting you there and this is not contributing to it and you want to create space for what does contribute to that. So, you know, today I wanted to record this episode because I wanted to share this thing that's happening to me in real time and share what I'm doing about it. You know, today I've made sure to slow down and take extra special care of myself. I'm doing what I need to do. Um, I'm resting as I need to rest, going outside, going for a walk, spending quality time with my dog, eating my greens, taking my vitamins, doing my meditation and my affirmations, even though it's not when I want to do them, you know, right when I wake up. But I, if I know that's going to make me feel better, then I will find the space and time to do it, right? And I will, to that extra special degree, I will schedule it to make sure that I do it. I'll make sure I have three good solid meals, tidy up my environment, whatever is a little messy, take a bath or do a face mask. I have to catch up on my gratitude list, which I'm looking forward to because that's always something where when I fall into a funk, I generally, I think, fall off my gratitude. It's easier for me to fall off my gratitude list. And so I'm excited to do it because I'm excited to think back to these days that I've been in this funk and also see what I'm grateful for from those days because I think that just helps me it helps sit with the funkiness and make a little more peace with it and make space for, yeah, there's this happening, but there's also these good things that are happening. I'm going to do my June intention setting and check-in, which, you know, middle of June, never too late. Yeah, again, something that is going to help me check in with myself and come back to myself and focus myself on, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing this month that's getting me to where I want to be? What am I doing this month that is aligned with all of that jazz? Minimizing my screen time and unplugging a dinner for the rest of the night. Making sure that I get to bed early tonight, that I'm in bed, I'm cozy, I'm reading, and I make space and time for stillness so whatever needs to surface can surface and I can reflect on it and process it. And then setting my alarm so that tomorrow morning I can get up and have time and space to do my meditation and affirmation before I have to go let out the dog that I'm dog sitting for. Hopefully those are good examples for you if you are in a funk and you realize, you know, you need to adjust. 
when we're in a funk, I think really in summation, <laughs> the first step is identifying, okay, what is contributing to this? What What is going on here? Just reflecting objectively, being compassionate and not non-judgmental with yourself. I think the second step is to simplify, right? Eliminate as much as you can that is contributing to the funk or keeping you stuck in the funk. So, you know, for example, if I know that socializing right now is distracting me more than it's helping me, then... I got to cut back on that so I can return to my stillness and my connection with myself enough to hear my own needs and figure out where to go from there. Which then brings us to the third step, which is make a list. (laughs) Make a list of, like I just did, like I said, my vitamins, my greens, do this, do that. Make a list of all the things that you can do, that you want to do, that you will do to help yourself get out of your funk. And then fourth and last step, take action. (laughs) Do those things and do them repeatedly enough You know, if you don't have a routine, create a routine for yourself. Whenever I'm in a funk, I readjust my routines. I readjust my morning routine. I readjust my evening routine. I make that list. Today, I made my list of what I'm going to do today. I'll write down a list in my notebook of like all of my practices and all of the things that I do to make myself feel better. And then from there, I'll separate them into morning and evening activities and things and make a new routine, which is always fun. And I want to just say, I think actually on this subject, which I've been, you know, waiting to put this part in, this is all super, it's a balance between resting and stillness and space for things to surface and reflect on and be aware of and actively participating in in getting yourself out of it. But I think there are some times, right, when we're stuck in that dorsal state or we're stuck in a sympathetic state. And especially, I think, with dorsal, we just, it, it's really hard to get out of it. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Tell your friends that you're in a funk. Tell someone you trust that you're stuck here. Talk it out with them, you know. This episode, this conversation has been helpful for me because I I obviously hear myself say what I, you know, need to do as well as, you know, where I need to check myself a little bit in the most gentle and compassionate way possible and hold myself accountable to that. Something that I just want to say, I was, so I was speaking with a friend kind of about this uh, subject yesterday. I think funks have degrees, right? You know, I have a funk probably every few months. And like I said, readjust my routines, recenter, readjust, take new action, la la la. I've kind of got my own (laughs) defunking routine down. And it gets better with each funk which is something to be grateful for. But 
I think that there were times in my life where I was in terrible funks. Funks of the third degree, you know, where, you know, I was just stuck in like complete dorsal shutdown, disassociated. And I had no idea how to get myself out of that. And this was an example, but I, I just briefly touched dorsal and lived in that for a little bit before I kind of shot back out of it. But those other times when I've existed in there, it can be lonely and dark and depressing and scary and overwhelming and just like perpetual. And those are times we really need to ask for help and we really need to get the help we need. It might be a therapist, it might be a friend, a loved one, it might be medication. In my really bad, my really difficult funks, months-long funks, I can remember pre-therapy and how difficult those were and how I just was swimming out there in the deep end on my own with no clue how to you know, even get to the, get to the, get to the wall to even take a break from treading water, you know what I mean? And other times, once I was in therapy, I mean, that's a whole different thing because you have someone, a soundboard for that. And then what I was speaking to my friend about was when I was on medication, when I was in therapy, the whole point my therapist put me on it was so that I could establish enough of a baseline to be able to do all the work I needed to do to heal and evolve and move forward, move beyond all of that stuff. So I want to say that because I think if it's something you haven't tried or something you haven't considered, I totally recommend considering it. Um, you know, it's something that I, it, it was a process for me, you know, at the time I was still dependent, you know, on my parents and they didn't necessarily want me on medication or they, you know, thought it should be a really temporary thing. You know, different people have different opinions about this stuff, right? And I think that the most important thing is that you do what you need to do to get yourself at that place where you can not only handle everything in your life, but you can begin to take an active role in shaping your life and doing all that healing and releasing and establishing your baseline of well-being, whatever that is for you. Because what I was talking about with my friend is, you know, she's in a place where she's kind of started to find her baseline between therapy and medication and creating a safe, calm environment for herself so that she can do the work in therapy to be able to then help herself in those moments. And that was kind of what we were also talking about. She was commenting on how I, you know, Lydia, have reached a place in my life where after doing that work, after being on the medication and now being off of it, I have established everything I know I need and continue to take in and invite new practices for my well-being, for my continual healing, my continual evolution, my continual releasing and 
uh, evolving and all of that stuff. So be patient with yourself and get whatever it is you need to help yourself because that's the most important thing. Because otherwise it can feel like you're always in a funk or you're always getting in funks. And sometimes there's just too much heaviness in our emotional body, in our energetic body, in our psyche, in our hearts to be able to move forward in lightness without heaviness in healing and evolving and being well. So yeah. <laughs> That's my two cents on that. I want to just add in conclusion as I've sat with this conversation and spoken to a friend about it yesterday and you know as I sit here and edit the episode and listen to what I'm saying you know there's a few things that I've kind of distilled from this that I want to highlight one of which was how it's really about discerning and being honest with yourself is what I'm doing elevating my well-being or detracting from it whatever the situation is because at the end of the day I look at the funk I'm in right now and the different situations and triggers I've experienced over the past few weeks and see them all as an opportunity to transform old patterns and beliefs and wounds and learn from them and then make them a part of myself as I heal and evolve. I have to face them and learn what they have on offer to teach me, even if I want to avoid them or part of me wants to perpetuate something I'm doing for momentary gratification. Because in confronting them and seeking delayed gratification, I know that will take me to where I want to be in all dimensions of my life. And that's what matters to me. I'm dedicated to not perpetuating old patterns, to not playing out childhood wounds anymore in my relationships. I am dedicated to evolving, to healing, to showing up fully and authentically in each and every situation so that I can connect deeply and genuinely and meaningfully with all that I cross paths with and be a light in the world. Anything that doesn't align with that is an opportunity for me to learn, heal, and evolve. Because I know by doing the work within, I radiate that energy throughout my entire experience and path. And that is how we contribute to healing and evolving humanity at the most important level, one person at a time. So it's my job to be disciplined with myself, with my focus, with my energy when I need to be and to be loose when I need to be. I've quoted this saying from Buddha before, life is like the harp string. If it's strung too tight, it won't play. If it is too loose, it hangs. The tension that produces the beautiful sound lies in the middle. So today I'm asking myself, what has this funk revealed to me to cleanse and to release? What old patterns have surfaced? What will bring more lightness into my experience? 
Where is my focus in this season of my life? What do I need to do to choose myself and my well-being? In any case, we have to be gentle with ourselves and be patient because it takes time, right? And it takes courage. You know, again, for me, there's something that I need to do that I've been avoiding and I don't want to do. It's uncomfortable and I don't want to deal with it. Um, But it's also a situation that's causing me to suffer because I'm holding on to anger and resentment and whatever. And I need to do what I need to do to release that, which is have a really difficult conversation. Part of being gentle and being patient is just understanding that it's okay. Even if all we have right now is the awareness of what's going on in this situation, being aware is the greatest gift because with this awareness, evidently comes transformation, comes the ability to act in alignment with what we're aware of. And finally, I have two tattoos that mirror each other on my body. One says chaos and the other says clarity. They are two sides of the same coin. Out of chaos, there is clarity. And out of clarity, there manifests chaos. The universe, life, everything fluctuates between these two entities chaos and clarity. That is what I wanted to remind myself of today. That's what I want to remind you of today. Because again, at the end of the day, if I'm not going to do anything, any of this for myself, who will? If I'm not going to take that ownership and responsibility and, you know, genuine, authentic action in alignment with what I know, who will? You know, life is too short. Life is too precious. Life is too incredible to not follow our own truth and our own path. No one can do this for me but me. And that's an incredibly empowering thing to accept and begin to embody and take ownership of. Beyond ourselves, I don't want to perpetuate old patterns and behaviors that are going to hurt others, even if unintentionally. We can always put everything in perspective and eventually land on a perspective that gets us to some sort of place like this. I I hope that this was helpful. I feel really elevated by this conversation. And, you know, even though I'm not necessarily out of my funk right now, this feels like a great step in getting out of it. That's all you need. That's all we need is one strong step forward. And then it's just Step after step after step after step, taking action in that direction of of 
being well, defunking, and and all that jazz. <sighs> I'm glad that we could talk today. You know, it's a surprise for me as much as it is for you. And I really enjoyed it. Thank you for hanging out with me and chatting with me. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. If you like the podcast, go write a review on Apple Podcasts. Rate the podcast. You know that. Make sure that you're signed up for the Reself waitlist. All that stuff is in the description as well as falls on Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, whatever floats your boat. And have a beautiful week. Bye, everybody.